What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is December 27th, 2021. This is our last WWE Raw post-show of the year. My God. We got Denise Salcedo here making herself look short for me. I'm trying to make myself look shorter for you because I saw that when we went live, I was still taller than you. So I was like, yeah. oh, I need to shrink in order for Sean to be taller. Yeah. I don't do know it. why you feel the need to be taller gotta, than me on this show. Like, I got to keep up appearances, okay? Sean, we're sitting down. We're virtual. The people know you're taller. There are so many people, though, that when they meet me, they're like, I don't want to give away if I'm tall or not, but they're like, I never imagined you with legs <laughs> like that type of thing. Cause they never see me out. Like they just watch the show. Right. I will tell you this. Like the first time I met you, I just like, you look very different, like virtually than you do in person. What do you mean? What does that mean? You just look different. Like you How? look more like a cartoon in person. Does that make sense? What? I look like a cartoon. You look person? like a cartoon. And for some reason, like, I noticed that you also seem like taller in person, but like, you're also skinnier in person. Well, there you go. My I don't God. know if that's a good thing or are, not. Are you but... saying that I'm, I'm fat on camera? No. And that's why I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to say that. And Denise, I had been keeping that to myself for months now. Denise is fat shaming legitimately one of my favorite things in person like you know what i'll give you a christmas exclusive people i'm six feet tall i'm probably six foot one with shoes but i love how confused everybody is when they meet me because they either think i'm gonna be like six seven or five three they think it's like a joke and i'm really really short or i'm actually really tall but i'm just a normal sized dude and i can see people like sizing me up and they're like is he standing like a step up is he like, is he up higher? Is he wearing high shoes? Is he wearing flat shoes? Like I see it like so much. <laughs> I get the opposite. I get that Denise is very tiny. So you are very tiny. Yeah. You are and I don't very like tiny. it. I don't like well, it. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> well, guys, uh, please leave a thumbs up. I would greatly appreciate it. Please subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, donate a super chat or a humper chat. You can go to humperchats.com and leave us a chat. Even if you're you're not watching the show live, you can leave them ahead of time. Uh, I want to thank you all so much for joining in on our holiday stream last week. It was a major success. We were able to give out some great bonuses to our freelance staff. There's a lot of places that 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 don't really have the benefit of doing that for, for any number of reasons. I was so happy we were able to bonus our staff. We are very much a publicly funded uh, website. So I want to thank all of you who did that. We've got a lot of great content for you guys this week. Uh, if you missed out on the Rampage SmackDown review, we made it a free preview of Sour Graps. Kate and Alex uh, did a review of that. But this week, we've got so much stuff. Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, myself and Jay Shell Nicole are pre previewing and making our predictions for day one. On Saturday, Denise and I will be here for day one. Uh, also Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, the roundtable is back. I am once again joined by host Shaquille Majuri, and we've got Alicia Atut and Andreas Hale on the show. Make sure you check that out. Wednesday, another Danhausen interview. Oh, it's nice. good. It's good. And then this week, I'm talking to Chuck Palumbo, which I think was so fitting, Denise, considering what we had tonight, which was Eric Bischoff hosting a wedding segment, and I did not know about it 
when I set the interview to run this Friday. So I'm happy about that. But we got you so much going do on. That. You tend to have interesting timing with your interview, Sean. The Patriot was the wildest. That one yeah, I could I know. not have expected. That one I was know. unbelievable. That was I know. I yikes. just I still remember that. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, very, very unfortunate timing on that one. But um guys, please get in uh super chats, humper chats. I'm, I'm also appearing on Ethan Page's vlog and Dan Housen's vlog sometime in the near future. God, you're um, like so famous, Sean. I you're am. like, oh, I'm friends with this person. I'm friends with that person. And oh, I'm friend. like skinnier in person and so tall. I'm skinny and tall. I might as well be a runway model. Hire me, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm Dan Housen's friend. He just tries to steal all my shit. So uh, I did. I was laughing at that photo that you shared, the one where you guys are like playing games or something. Because yeah. it was funny because you see like you see them like doing their thing and they're like bonding and you're like in the corner like somebody be okay. my friend. So it was supposed to be a shot of all four of us. And then we didn't realize, well, the fourth one is Hornswoggle. Is he-, <laughs> he was supposed to be in it. He can't, what's he going to do? Walk up to the thing and start playing the arcade game? That's so funny. So you go look at the picture again. Hold so on. So he's not, he's not in it, but um, guys, check that out. I had a great time at Toy Vomit, <laughs> Toy HQ. Uh, we've got, but you uh, look like a loner though. Like you look so alone. <laughs> I was. See, uh, I'll talk more about the vlog when they, when they run, but like I didn't want to like Bogart all their stuff, but. Uh, Ethan Page was very good about including me in a lot of stuff. Uh, Andrew O'Brien says, picturing Sean with super long, spindly legs like when Kermit the Frog rides a bike. I do have very long, like, thin legs. Like, I do. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know what to say to that. But uh, thank you, I guess. Uh, Cadillac Carson says, SRS has legs. Next, you'll tell me he does voiceover work. Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Dan Janoff says, don't watch Rob, but wanted to thank you guys for all that you do. You're great together and separately wishing you both nothing but success in 2022. Denise, I feel like we're going to have a few minutes to fill out here. Do you have you any think? New Year's resolutions? Oh, Sean, do you even know me? Like, do you know what kind of person I am? It was, it was just a segue to say, yes, I do. Of course I do. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, to make it short. So last year I had like 35 bullet points of goals that I wanted to accomplish for 2021. Well, for 2022, I have like a bunch, but I still am not done with the list. So I break everything down into categories. Do you want to hear some of mine in recent years? Sure. Go right ahead. To not get any more speeding tickets, which I accomplished. Oh, don't even get me started on your driving. I'm not even going to get started on your driving because, God, that was a nightmare. Fantastic driver. No. Uh, Another one was to sing less songs about butts, which I did accomplish. Does that include telling everybody Merry Christmas butts? But. Does that include telling everybody Merry Christmas butts on your personal Instagram account? Matt, I'm just spilling on the Sean Ross sap tea today. I made it public again, so it's no big deal. I just got the the limit gimmick to where only people that follow me can. can... What? So you have a non-private private Instagram account? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a public Instagram still. I got really annoyed because everybody would like tag it. Like if I would report something, they would tag Sean Ross sap, which is normal. Why wouldn't they? But like on the profile, it says, hey, please tag Fightful online. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. 
but now I have it limited to where people have to have followed me for a certain amount of time before they can comment. Oh, okay. Wow. You have like very intricate settings. I have no settings at all. There you go. There you go. Uh, look at this. Ali C says, Sean was a good driver, but can't confirm for other people's experience. The C trends. Sean, I don't even want to reveal how bad your driving was because I just don't want to make you look bad in front of all of your fans, you know? But it was terrible. Really wasn't. Like, I don't yes, even know what you're talking about. Yes, it was, Sean. Yes, it was. It wasn't. I, I was terrible. Do you not remember me going, Sean, wait? <laughs> no, I remember you about to step out in the middle of the road and me saving your life. Oh, you do remember that. Okay, yeah, but you don't remember your terrible driving. I definitely remember that. Uh, Big Ticket says, send sap. And Anakin says, Sean and Denise, hope you had a great Christmas. Finally listened to the Chris Van Bleet interviews, and they were great. Sean, have you gotten his Emmy yet? Need to know what you both thought of Hook's second match and Cody winning the title. Um, Cody winning the title, I think he's very self-aware. I think he'll lose it again very soon. Uh, I thought Hook did great. I don't quite like selling punches to the body and then no selling uh, like a Rikishi driver. That's not for me. It's not something I like, but the crowd liked it, and that's what's important. Uh, I haven't got Chris Van Vliet's Emmy yet, but please check that out, guys. I appeared on Chris Van Vliet's YouTube and he appeared on ours. Uh, any quick thoughts on on Hook? Yeah, so first of all, the kid's got aura. Good for him. I mean, like, and we'll probably talk about him more later on. It actually, actually pertains a little bit to our Raw review, believe it or not. There's people that probably don't, didn't watch Raw and weren't on Twitter, and they're like, wait, how does what does Hook have to do with Raw? Well, you'll find out later on. And then um, with Cody essentially winning the TNT title, I mean, like, Cena been there, done that. I wasn't necessarily all all that in love with the idea but whatever it happened it gave me something to talk about and i appreciate that so uh speaking of hook wwe did a bit of a parody which i found freaking hilarious of veer they said send veer i love it denise and by the way fightful select this week gonna have a little bit of backstage news on on veer coming how hard he's coming how often he's coming when he has been coming where he has come a little bit of everything uh but but man what, what do you think of a veer coming all over everything coming everywhere i'm just saying like if my man took that long to come i would be very upset yeah it, it's a very <laughs> okay. tedious it's a very look, tedious experience isn't it look all i'm gonna say is this all right like do you think do, do you think they did it like on purpose the send the send veer thing? Do you think like oh, yeah, the social yeah, media yeah. person send, for sure send, knew like what they were veer. doing? Absolutely, and it's harmless. It's fun. Okay. I love it. I I think it was funny as hell. Like it well, was very self aware. But here's the thing, though, is that it kind of worked like polar opposite, where it, it got okay. So it kind of worked for both sides of the party here because you got WWE on one hand, you got like a bunch of engagement off of that. Like I went and looked at their tweet, and it was like over a thousand something retweets, and they don't always get like over a thousand retweets on yeah. some of the stuff, especially not this that has been posted like a zillion times because we've been waiting for freaking Veer Mahan for like centuries now. So on that end, like, okay, good. You got some get engagement. You're getting the engagement. But then over on the AEW hook side, it's like, ooh, what? You're using our, like, verbiage now? So the send hook hashtag started trending. And then did you see the T-shirt, the send hook T-shirt that's being promoted? Yes, yes. Immediately after. Immediately. Yeah, like instantly, like a couple minutes later. So I kind of thought that that was hilarious. So in a way, it's like, okay, well, now all I want 
for 2022 <laughs> is Veer versus Hook. That's well, it. I just want I want Veer to finally come and not just come. I want us to see him come. I want to watch Veer Mahan come. That's what I want to do. Uh, Omar says Veer greater than Hook. Fears Veer. Nerd Guru says Veer ain't hooked. Let's get that straight because there ain't no shot they have a plan for Veer. So why even troll like that? Found it cringe. I didn't mind it one bit. I love it when WWE does it. I love it when AEW does it. I think it's harmless fun. It is very, very self-aware stuff. Uh, Cyclops says Step Host isn't a patient host. And J Blood says Step Raw. Denise shot out of a cannon tonight. Look at this. Show them what I sent you world's greatest step host look at that look at that <laughs> see like we're award-winning sean we are we're... john alba chris van vliet who all you got to do to win an emmy denise is the is throw on a tie and appear on a channel with call letters that's no, true nobody else has these that's true i'm the world's greatest step host it's amazing i'm, I'm the world's greatest dirt cheat boy uh, plenty of people have emmys nobody else has these uh, Mod Matar says, happy holidays, guys. Hoping next year brings more success to the both of you. Well-deserved success. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Paul and Denise says, or Paul says, hey, Denise and Sean, hope you're both doing well. The new SRS Christmas song to Denise was funny. That's Jesus. wonderful. Hey, Sean. So do you know how many like Fightful podcasts I've done this year with you guys? I would say probably 75. Oh shit, you were close. 73. That's what I counted. 73. Unless I like miscounted, I counted yeah. 73. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, and you're, you're doing shows. Point. You're doing shows almost every day now. Yeah. I did 312 podcasts this year My that God. I counted. But anyway, 73 were with Fightful. Douglas, uh, thank you very much for the donation. Chris Rain says, Humper chat for another Danhausen interview. Hashtag love that Danhausen. I did all that content and I realized, oh shit, I didn't even interview him at Toy Vomit. But I mean, it's like, eh, it happens. You should vlog yourself too, Sean. I know, I know. Volob you need to start says, vlogging. I think your vlogs would be a hit. So everybody I, can see your scrawny legs. Yeah, yeah, they could. Volob says, uh, shout out to Swoggle. Dylan, you're an awesome dude. Uh, and then shotkid29 says, didn't watch Raw, but Darius Lockhart was on Elevation. Thanks, SRS and Grapsity for turning me on to him. Also, the Bola field is nuts. Well, if there's one thing we're good at here at Fightful and Grapsity, it's turning you on. So we're so glad that that, that was able to happen. Uh, Darius Lockhart should be NWA champion ASAP. They should put the title on him immediately. Graham says that if you want to come like Veer, oh, not today, my friends, manscaped.com, code Fightful. You can use... You, I'm sure if you if you think hard enough, you can make a manscaped promo with um I'm with sure. beer. Yeah, I'm sure. So tonight, Denise, we had a lot of absences, <sighs> not just on screen, but on screen. Bianca, Becky, Seth, Big E, Omos, Vince wasn't there. Kevin Dunn wasn't there. Bruce Pritchard wasn't there. Adam Pierce wasn't there. Uh, we will have the producer list on FightfulSelect.com. That's going to be really interesting, Denise, because one they. Uh, Jimmy Yang, Jimmy Wang Yang went home, so they were going to be shorthanded anyway because his, his tryout had ended. But a significant portion of the producers were at the Orlando SmackDown house show as well. So there was a lot of people missing. Jay Shell, who will appear on the prediction show tomorrow, said, I really miss Bianca this week. Um, 
there was a lot of time killing on this show, Denise, from the slow-talking Damian Priest promo to everything in that first segment. We're going to tie this into the first segment because this was a lot of talking. It was fun. It was harmless. But you could tell they were killing time with RK Bro and Alpha Academy. They definitely were. And they also did other little things too, like the really long Instagram promotion where they were promoting everybody's Instagram pages. That was like a that was a good like 30 seconds, I feel. And they don't usually do all of that. But there was also that really uh that that pretty long AJ Styles uh freaking Apollo Cruz match that was went a lot longer than I was expecting for that to go. So they did kind of extend the show uh, quite a bit, but even then like it wasn't a bad show. It was just like a very muted show. I don't know how else to explain it, but like I felt very just like calm. All right, the big thing that they're promoting for the end of the night is that uh you know that the wedding, the wedding vows. It it went it came given the fact that I actually watched the show live, like it wasn't as like painful to like get through it. It was perfectly okay, but like it was just felt very very like a relaxed show. So Fightful Select reported today that uh performance center talent were told that they no longer had to do their twice weekly testing. I conferred with a main roster talent. They said, yep, we got information that the policy has changed as we posted on Fightful Select. I don't know if that's because of vaccination or or adjusted due to vaccination status or whatever, but they had an outbreak last week. So that was very curious timing for that, Denise. Um, Jeremy Lambert did a booty pro wrestling, like sarcastic media call last year, Denise. And sarcastically, he said, well, we don't have any positive tests at Booty Pro Wrestling because we just don't test. That shouldn't be a real thing, Denise. He there said was it a as meme a meme about that. You, know, know. you remember, you, who is the guy that one that does this, the meme where mm-hmm. he goes like this? That yep. one? Yeah, I saw that meme everywhere. It was like, you can't have a, you can't have COVID if you don't get COVID exactly. tested. Um, so it's, th- continue some, on. We do have a little bit of positive news for WWE, though. CDC uh, decrease the recommended quarantine time from 10 days to five days. So that's really great news for WWE. Uh, but, and I am still working to find out more about the, the policy change on the main roster, but NXT, you no longer have to go two times a week. That's bad because, uh, while the variants aren't as dangerous as before, I mean, you can do that research on your own. Still infections are at the, uh, like an 11 month high. So that's questionable. And it very clearly affected their show this week. So here's, it just doesn't make sense to me, Sean. I don't understand if this is a period where you're getting uh, an outbreak, not just, you know, in other places around the world, but specifically just talking for your company. And then all of a sudden it's the, hey, you don't have to require the testing. That doesn't make sense to me. If anything, I feel like if you had an outbreak, you would probably increase measures and increase testing versus, uh, taking it away I, I i don't understand that doesn't make sense to me at all and it's not obviously just wwe we're seeing it all around right now there's so many places that we've seen we we're hearing of more people you know get uh covid especially with the people that are unvaccinated and all of this and the new variants and there's just so much that is you know being focused on this right now there's just so much going on i just personally do not understand why you would decrease testing, especially right now. Uh, So as we mentioned, there's a very drawn out opening promo with Orton, Riddle, Gable, Riddle. 
This led to like a banger of a five minute match between Riddle and Gable. Two Man. of them actually, two yeah, pretty yeah. interesting and, matches. And then Randy Orton beat Otis. These were both really fun matches. And like when you see them on paper, you're like, yeah, these are going to be fun. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Randy Orton working a guy like Otis. It reminds me a lot of like a 2010 SmackDown match. And it's good. You want to see a veteran working with a younger, more green guy to make that green person better. And then Riddle and Gable, like, oh my God, I could watch them grapple all day. Uh, Riddle and, and Gable like going with tiger suplexes and moonsaults into the triangle and stuff like that until Riddle gets the win. A lot of great smooth transitions into an ankle lock. Great stuff. And then I loved afterwards. If you're going to kill time, at least do something that the crowd's going to like. And the crowd just loved Randy Orton hugging Riddle. It was so stupid and corny and cheesy. We saw it like eight years ago with with Kane and uh, Brian Danielson, but it was fun. And I laughed out loud at Randy Orton teasing the RKO. I thought this was, uh, if you're shorthanded, I thought this was a great way to spend 30 minutes of a three-hour show. Yeah, so first of all, I do want to put it over the uh, Chad Gable-Matt Riddle match. And the reason it was like the best way to describe it was a bite-sized enjoyment because it wasn't a very lengthy match, but it was enjoyable. You saw Chad Gable, you know, working the left leg of Matt Riddle and then eventually, you know, hit a really nice suplex that, you know, obviously you would expect from somebody like Chad Gable. Really nice suplexes. We've seen really good bridge work from him, all of that, but we saw that here. Uh, Gable essentially going for the ankle lock, you know, right after all of that was fun. Uh, when Riddle hit the... Uh, when he hit him with the floating bro, I, I, like part of me was like, okay, this is definitely it. This is definitely over. But I kind of wanted to see this match go a little bit longer. I think I would have preferred seeing this match go a lengthier time than we did with the Apollo Crews uh, AJ Styles match because I really like this. I really enjoyed this match. And then as for Otis and Randy Orton, this one was cool because I like what they're doing so far right now with Chad Gable and Otis. For a while, it was kind of like they were a little bit of a joke on Smack down like yeah we were seeing them get taken a little bit more seriously and a lot of people were talking about how they should have done with uh taking otis this seriously you know when he had the money in the bank briefcase and all of that good stuff okay you come on over to raw and now we're actually seeing them treated with a little bit of dignity a little bit more respect and i like that because this match here what we saw was we saw both chad gable and otis essentially put some good work in there they both looked really good and then you still saw you know matt Riddle and uh, Randy Orton essentially win their matches, but they kind of like just won it by like the 
by like they barely made it like they they just like barely got the win for each of them so i like that because it made otis and chad gable look a lot stronger so i appreciated that and i liked all of the you know the splashes from otis when uh there was a spot where he went to the top rope and he did the splash and Randy Orton like bounced out of there. And then he ended up hitting them with the RKO for the finish. I thought that was a really fun finish overall. These two matches back to back were very enjoyable. Really, really liked this. Uh, Daniel R says, I know he doesn't want to be main roster full time, but a Champa Orton feud would be so much fun. I think that would be a blast. And I thought these, these segments it, to me, it wasn't uh, like a blast, but this reminded me a lot of like, if you're at a house show, this seemed like a house show type of thing. And that, that was a lot of fun. Rob Reed says, not a horrible raw tonight. Only a couple things I had issues with. There were no women's matches. That was very telling with Johnny Ace running the show. Well, they were shorthanded. Uh, Zelina and Rhea Ripley didn't look like they were there because you got Carmella and Nikki A.S.H. doing the heavy lifting to promote a tag title match, which I haven't seen Rhea and well, maybe they won like a 10 woman tag or something, but like there, there's nobody to beat to gain a title shot for those women's titles. I didn't particularly like Nikki A.S.H.'s promo. I thought it was just, eh, I thought that Carmella being like, everybody thinks she's a superhero, but and I'm like, no, nobody thinks she's a superhero. She doesn't even think she's a superhero. That's her whole thing is that she's doing it for self-confidence. I could, yeah, could, could take this or leave it. Yeah, and then we did have the mixed tag match. I don't really want to count that. Let's talk about it. Dana and Reggie against R-Truth and Tamina, which it was not very good. I didn't like it. (laughs) Afterwards, Tamina tried to attack R-Truth. She tried to attack everybody. None of it worked. This was rough, but again, that that shows you how shorthanded they were. When you said, oh, let's get into it. I was like, damn it, Denise, why did you bring this up? There's nothing to say about this match. There's absolutely nothing. It was quick. It wasn't noteworthy. Um, you know, God, there was nothing to say. The only thing I can say is nobody Mina the Tamina. That's my favorite thing. But there really isn't anything else to add. I don't know. Reggie and Dana, are they going to be like a thing or are they just like they're just friends? What's going on there? They, they've been teasing that for a bit. Hope they're um, just hope they're just friends uh, yeah. based on. I mean, she dates uh, Yuli Diaz. She's engaged oh, to Ulysses no Diaz as one of the fastest knockouts in combat sports history. Uh, I so. had no idea she was engaged. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. He beat up a Twitter troll or an Instagram troll, I think. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yes, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know now. Thank you. Um, and never mind. Ignore that story. I don't know what's going on. Hector says, uh, let's see. He says, I love WWE took a shot at Hook. They can't say AEW isn't competition anymore. I don't care. I don't even consider that. I think it's harmless fun. Like, I don't even consider that, like, competitive competition shit. i don't even consider that a shot that's not a yeah. shot i mean of all the shots in the world to take that it's not a shot yeah ken shiro says veer's got a million dollar arm and still hasn't come maybe he should get a refund <laughs> great oh Wait, we've got a ton finished of these reading the super chat you said refund yeah a refund okay. cadillac carson says if you send hook to find veer hook will take him out and veer will never come alicia ellis says Sean lighting the timeline on fire with that select report. Didn't watch Raw, but here for you all. Um, that's what the, yeah, I did not expect the WWE COVID protocol thing to go the way that it did. Uh, I, I'm really, still trying Sean? to find, I, no, I, I didn't expect it to be like, get that much attention. I really didn't. 
Um, oh man, I, really I thought you would have known. Like the second that that came out, the second I saw you post it, I was like, oh, this is definitely going to be like. Well, like maybe a little bit, but I wasn't expecting. Good God, I think it was like fifteen hundred retweets. I wasn't expecting that. Like, or oh, sorry, eighteen hundred retweets. I was not expecting yeah. that on that story. Um, I'm I'm working to find out AEW's protocol as well. Like, I'm I'm going to try to find that out. Impact, it, they still do their testing, so. I'm working to find out more, and uh, we we do have people asking about the, the protocol. Daniel R. did, and he also said, I always thought you were like five foot six. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Your height <laughs> is more over than raw. You know what? Okay, no. you're going to be at AEW Revolution, right? Yes, I booked okay. my travel. Well, there you go. I'm That's going to be one of my segments on my vlog, so don't steal my content, Sean. I'm going to measure you, like your height. We're going to find out how tall you are. I wanted to take a picture with Layla Hirsch at Winston-Salem with her like six inches taller than me. I thought that would have been fun. <laughs> Even I'm taller than Layla. I'm I not know. taller than anybody. Brandon says, at this point, I expect Veer Mahan to pull an, an Emelina. Well, he's pulling something if he's coming that long. Uh, John Vask <laughs> says, WWE, let's see what's popular on the other show. Amir says, Maybe they need to send Hook to find Veer. Rob Reed says, I hope Veer attacks somebody like Finn and Graves is forced to say, Veer just came on Finn Balor. No, that would be terrible. Oh, also, also, we didn't get Finn Balor versus Austin Theory tonight. That match didn't happen and it was supposed we to happen. We didn't see Finn Balor tonight. Nope. Did we see Austin Theory? Nope, we did not see Austin Theory go. either. RK bro or uh, sorry, sorry. Heidi Ho says never was a big Orton fan until his run with Riddle. I love baby face Orton. Uh, he's it's a good change of pace. It really is. 69 names. Deegan says, hello, friends and step hosts. If you want to look your best when you finally come use fightful on <laughs> manscape.com. See, I told you, you could use it. Bam. He did your homework for Congratulations you. Congratulations on the 313 podcast. Denise almost. As many podcasts as I have names, happy holidays and happy new year. I mean, she's right. If you're coming as often as Veer, you want to look good while you're doing it. And manscaped.com and the code Fightful gets you there. Look good in the new year. If you've been coming for a year straight, you got to keep your grooming up to date as well. And not just not just by making sure those, those pubes are on the right path. Make sure you're on the right path. That signature lawnmower 4.0 is here to help you out. They engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and a comfortable grooming experience. They reduce grooming accidents thanks to those uh, advanced skin-safe technologies that they use. It's even waterproof. You're confident when you use that 4.0. Leave 2021 and gross pubes in the dust. You can also get the Manscaped Refined Cologne. They have a lot of great formulas that complement your collection. They've got ultra premium body wash as well. They're taking care of you every time you're grooming in the bathroom. Let, let's see. I should, should throw that up there. They're making sure you're covered right there. The face of Manscaped.com code Fightful, Denise Salcedo. Use the code Fightful for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Did you have that prepared? Yeah, because I always get rushed <laughs> and I don't have time to write it and I panic. 
Oh my gosh. They've, they've got stuff for your feet. They've got stuff for your dingling. They got stuff for your body, your hair, all that. Use the code Fightful at manscaped.com. I mean, Denise, apparently you're doing a good job because almost all of our sponsors have renewed us for 2022. So, I mean, I'm happy, but like, damn. <laughs> Helps, helps keep you getting paid. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, can you give me some direction? Like, what should I do? Well, Graham says, you're a mean one, Miss Denise. And if your gift sack looks like the Grinch, get Manscaped and the code Fightful. My God, pal. Uh, Mott says, was it raw? Now watching on the ride home. Mott, we appreciate you so much. I got Denise that. <laughs> Yeah, so I was putting it on this like thing back here and I squeezed it too hard and I forgot that it makes the sound. So I squeezed it and I was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, oh, it's the poop emoji. They gave me instructions too on how to oh, properly man. handle the poop emoji. Oh man, did you like the socks at least? I did, I've been wearing them. Actually, I think I'm still, I've, I've been wearing the same pairs of socks for two days now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alicia Ellis says, the way some fans are turning on Keith Lee is so disheartening. Boy, have I hated seeing this. You got people like him saying, or somebody said, I keep watching WWE hoping you'll come back. And he's like, you better stop because they've made enough money off of me since uh, I left. And then a lot of people, a lot of people turned on him. And I'm like, I I think back to Brock Lesnar leaving WWE and all the people that are WWE diehards that, that ride for Brock Lesnar now would have hated him then. And Steve Austin walked out on WWE, Denise. Um, People in WWE said that Triple H had attitude issues in 1996. Uh, Mick Foley once walked out on WWE, and a lot of people don't know that, but right after the Montreal Screwjob, Mick Foley was one of the people that walked out. Bret Hart, you know, the Vince McMahon thing, that would have been, I can't imagine, I wasn't on message boards back then, but British Bulldog and Jim Neidhart left. Now, they had a bit more of a reason, but Ken Shamrock left WWE. This is like not a new thing. And he got fired, Denise. Yeah, I was going to say, he. these he, people left. Like, he got released, He man. got released and was given a terrible gimmick and all this stuff. It's so disheartening. Terrible gimmick, terrible booking. I mean, like, and we'll talk about, I feel like this will obviously have to come up once we talk about, like, Grayson Waller and all of that. But, like, Jesus, it, it, it's it's hard. It sucks because at the end of the day, like business is business. And like, what do you want him to do? Like, do you want him to be like, you know, bending over backwards, putting over WWE after they released him? Like, no, he's not going to do that either. So uh, we got Jorge Sandoval saying, I wonder what Roman is going to think of the no testing guideline due to his health condition. Thanks for your hard work, Sean, and you too, Hollywood. Uh, well, he was not at the Orlando house show tonight. I'll tell you that much. Do you think that there's like, well, I mean, I know, never mind. I don't know. Cause I'm wondering, like, you know, you can assume all these different reasons, but it's like, do you think that maybe that the fact that they're not testing was obviously one of those things where it's like, well, now I feel like I'm not, you know, like I'm a little bit in danger. Possibly, but I don't want to speak for him. We'll find right, out. Right, right. That, but that and, was my speculation. Like, when I saw that, I was like, hmm, like, I don't know. Just put two and two together. Also, WWE doing, like, I don't even care if it's December 27th, doing a house show on a Monday night. Woof. Uh, but there's no SmackDown this Friday, so he gets an extra day before uh, day one. 
Anakin says, just listening to the show, when Denise squeezed out the poop emoji, I legit thought she was trying to take a big fat shit right there on camera. Thank you, Anakin. And the train says, will Veer come on Vince's egg? Wow. Oh, God. Wow. No, 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 no. Bob says, no coming out party for Veer this week as well, but I did see the tweet. Only WWE believes they could transpose the memes made for Hook to Veer. I thought it was funny, but... uh I uh, another match I did enjoy Street Profits versus Mysterios in the RK Bronament Finals. Street Profits get the win. I say this every time when I see Montez Ford do a frog splash. I don't care who you are on the roster. I don't care if you're paying homage to Eddie. I would stop doing it because his is the best. Do the three amigos. Do the the Sinton uh, Atomico over the over the top rope from the apron. Do that. There's a million things you can do to pay homage to Eddie because. This guy has the best frog splash there is. And then and, you, you see ahead, them sorry. do it like because didn't yeah, Montez Ford did it first and then Dominic did it after. And I'm like, and, no. And like Dominic's wasn't bad, but oh, in it was not good. In, in, but in comparison, yeah, it was it was really You're close. being nice. You're being nice. Maybe. It was not I mean, good. I've seen some bad frog splashes in my day. Yeah. Like yeah. it was no, it wasn't. I don't think he's in the top 10, 15 people that I see doing it right now. Like I see a billion. I think Owens is better. I think Sasha's better. Montez is better. And that's just on WWE main roster. He's like got maybe that raises better. Like the, he's not even top five on the main roster, but it was also really close. So I was like, eh, but I wouldn't have done it if I were him. And ah, polar so opposite said, of Ford's because Ford's Ray Mysterio so the Miz is better. Oh God. <laughs> so like when Ford hit it, like usually we're talking about like the height and how high up he goes this time. It was not only how high, but how far he went because Ray Mysterio was practically on the other side of the ring, man. Oh, uh, that incredible. looks great. And I, I did think that Dominic did a lot of great work selling on this show. Like it was especially that finish. Oh my God. I will never get tired of seeing that finish. The blockbuster uh, electric chair. Holy crap. And and Dominic taking that even even a year and a half, two years in, that's that's very impressive. Uh Street Profits should have won this. I'm glad they won this. I'm very excited to see RK Bro versus Street Profits. That's what that's the match I wanted to see. Everything I liked about this match included Rey Mysterio. So anytime Rey Mysterio was out there, whether it was with Montez or Angelo, didn't matter. I was into it. We heard from Liv Morgan. How you feeling? About Liv Morgan. Because you confused there. me. I was like, what? Becky's not there. So they had to make do. Um, we would see Seth Rollins and Big E promos because they weren't there. We see a lot of this stuff uh where people aren't there and they gotta make they gotta make do. I'm okay with this stuff because one of the things I like so much about AEW is that we don't see everybody every single week. And I wish that's how more WDB stuff was. Like, we don't need to see everybody every week. But when you got a three-hour show, a little bit harder to do. Um, this, le- the Big E one, where he said, this is about me plying my trade and being there every week, led to the Kevin Owens promo that we're going to talk about. But what did you think of WWE's effort to make something out of nothing with the talent who couldn't be there? You got it. You got to do it. Uh, I missed the Liv Morgan one. Did they do one for Liv Morgan? I believe so. It was in. It was in the notes. I don't remember it. 
No, because I just saw them play the little vignette video that yeah, they yeah yeah the, the promo doing. yeah the, the the video promo. Sorry, but she didn't do she didn't do one like Kev like a Biggie and Seth Rollins though, did she? No, I don't huh? Believe so. I don't I don't recall seeing that. Okay, um, I there were, there, there were video packages for everything tonight. Yeah. There was, there was the video packages for that. And I tend to zone out of the packages because I'm like, okay, I already saw that. I don't need to see it again. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, uh, I might as well talk about the Kevin Owens one really well, the Biggie one, because when Biggie was basically saying like, you know how he's worked so hard and you know, this and that and he's, it was a great promo. Right. But then, uh, you know, he's basically saying how he's worked so hard and this and that. And then you go back to Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens is like, yeah, he worked so hard yet. I'm the one he's at home and I'm the one here at work. Work, this and that um that was hilarious i actually thought everything kevin owens did tonight was like phenomenal uh especially when he was doing that uh interview with kevin and they had the kevin thing yeah yeah so that was fantastic i thought that was one of the highlights uh, of raw you have kevin owens and he's like well that's funny because you talk about being here every single week biggie you're not here this week and you know what i've been here every week so this is about my story and my reaction. And he was like, Kevin Patrick, I don't like that name. Come up with a new one. And then he says, your name is Bert. Uh, this was one of the highlights of WWE Raw. This was funny. It made sense. Um, it made me like Kevin Owens more, which I don't know if is the goal, but he was working against heels tonight. So that was interesting. Um, he says, I know why Seth isn't here, but I'm not going to say why. This was a great way to promote and get me excited for the show when nobody, Lashley wasn't there tonight either, was he? Nope. So Kevin Owens is carrying all of this on his back, and I thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah, this was really funny. This whole entire segment was great. The Big E promo was great. Kevin's reaction to all of this, even his interaction with the other Kevin, who is now Bert, uh, was great. Uh, this was definitely one of the highlights, which is kind of like, when you think about the whole scope of like the highlights in a three hour show, it's probably not like the strongest thing, but it was good. I really enjoyed this. This is so funny. And then we got Kevin Owens coming out and then MVP interrupted. And MVP was talking that trash and he was joined by Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. And Kevin's like, no, 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 I get it. You guys were only relevant when you were with Bobby Lashley and you're trying to get in his good graces. So let's go ahead and fight. And they have a good, fun match. Like Cedric wrestling Kevin Owens. It's one of those matches that's like, I didn't know that I needed it until I saw it. Because it very rarely enters my plane of thought because Cedric's rarely on the show, unfortunately. Uh, and you know what? Hey, I'd love to see Cedric and Shelton face Orton and Riddle down the line too, but I'd like to see them get some wins. Kevin Owens wins with the stunner. And then Shelton Benjamin says, give me a goddamn mic. And then he gets a stunner too. This, I mean, Cedric and Shelton don't have anything going on. Owens has a world title match. I think this is the right way to go about it. Um, I do like what they were saying beforehand, where they were basically saying that Bobby Lashley needs the hurt business. I liked all of that stuff ahead of, of everything. The match itself was like, okay, like, it was fine. Good to see Cedric, especially with Kevin Owens. Good stuff. 
having Kevin Owens win, cool. Gives him a win, you know, leading up into this day one match, which I'm really looking forward to, actually. I'm really looking forward to that Fatal 4-Way. Um, it's going to be good. Yeah. But other than that, I don't really have anything else I want to add about this other than, you know what? They made do with what they had, and we got a nice little couple-minute match out of it. It was fine. It wasn't anything that I was, like, over the moon about, but it was okay. And, I mean, this this stuff is going to happen in this this climate. Like, you're going to have matches that get delayed and stuff, people that can't make it. It's going to happen. So it's it's hard for me to hold that against them too much. And I was expecting it too. The second I saw your report and the second I saw more stuff coming out about that, I knew that this Raw was not going to be, you know, uh, full of yeah. a bunch of different things going on. I was expecting this. And I think part of me was expecting a lot. Like, I was expecting a terrible show. And this wasn't a terrible show. It was just no, a I, mellow show. It's, it's a show that they were like, oh shit, we're shorthanded. And they relied a lot on promos and in-ring wrestling instead of goofy stuff. And I thought that that worked pretty well. Graham says, as Kevin Owens, this generation's Mick Foley. I think that's a very good comparison. He's a genuinely likable guy who falls Funny, off of shit and is entertaining. crazy stuff. Not is, as is, crazy as Mick Foley, but crazy enough. Is always entertaining as well. Um, Evan says, I need Shelton to get out of there, man. Give me Shelton versus Dante Martin. Jack Cartwheel, Shelton, Two Cold Scorpio, need that wild indie run. Two Cold Scorpio is facing Jonathan Gresham for the ROH title, and I'm so excited. That's my favorite worker against my favorite wrestler of all time. So I'm excited for that. But yes, I want to see Shelton Benjamin versus Two Cold Scorpio very, very badly. Nice guy. Uh, yeah. Terry Allen Jr. says, why is Otis not, not allowed to speak to, to, speak to develop? Because he's mad. He doesn't want to talk. He's mad. Guys, reminder, get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. Go to HumperChats.com. If you're watching live and you want more Raw, if you if you want an angry Raw review, Alex Palowski will be going live on FightfulSelect.com right after this. Rob Reed says, Denise's reaction to my Veer joke was priceless. All my work is done. Congratulations. Her guru said, wish they gave Becky an at-home video message. Do you think these versions of Becky and Seth should be on screen together. The, their characters rule. I wouldn't mind it as long as they weren't like in the same storyline. You know what I mean? Like if they interacted with each other and they cut like side by side promos, but it wasn't like the Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans integration. I would like that. You know what? Screw it. I would have just preferred like a five minute video. Oh, you know what? If they would have just done a five minute tour of their closets at home, I would have been like best raw segment of 2021. That would have been great. Like you hear Becky's voice behind the camera. Like she's filming him just going through his closet. I don't I even think care if it made sense to the story, man. I just I'm here for entertainment. Yeah. Give us give it. Give it to us. We don't care. R26 says, women's wrestling fans not getting anything good tonight sucks. At least stardom is tomorrow night, and it'll make that better. Oh, buddy, am I um, – I, I, I'm a big Siri Kondo fan, and I am, like, so tempted to stay up or get up early to uh, watch that match. Holy crap. Holy crap. So excited for that match. Their, first, their last one, rather, was one of the best matches I've seen ever. Miguel Ortiz has booked a flight from Boston to Orlando for Revolution, a.k.a. my first AEW show. Any recommendations to prepare for the show and any possibility I buy an FTF shirt to get it signed by the great Dong Lord? Well, I don't know why the hell you would want me to sign anything, but uh, yes, sure, I, I would be happy to. As far as recommendations to prepare for the show, AEW pay-per-views are kind of long. 
you got the four hours, you got the, the half an hour before, and then go ahead, Denise. I have a big suggestion, Sean. Okay. Please, please bring your portable chargers with you. Like you said, AEW shows are freaking long. I would not survive any of those shows without my portable charger. That's how I survive AEW shows. Like, because yep. they're long and I'm tweeting. Don't, uh, yeah, that, that's actually a really good idea. Cyclops. Strate- Hold on. One more time. One more thing. Be strategic on when you get your food and when you go to the bathroom because yeah. uh, it can make you or break you. <laughs> Cyclops says, since the pandemic, stardom has been better than New Japan. I would agree. I would agree. Riley says, where do you buy the stardom show? But imagine stardom world. Uh, Mike JC says, really curious about why WWE has always had people do their entrance and stand in the ring for three segments. Why do they do this all the time? Mike, buddy, I have asked a hundred times and I don't ever get an answer. And, and they had be some possible reasons for that. They had priests do it. Priest, priest and Ziggler. And they had priests cut this really long. It felt really long because he talked really slow. And um, I love Damian Priest, but it's like, we get it. We get it. Um, he's got the, the duality, the two sides, so to speak. And if you didn't know, they had him talk very, very slow and very drawn out. That way you could establish that he has two sides to him. And then they ended a perfectly good match again because they'll redo it at day one with a DQ. And it's because they they're he's got two sides to him. He got counted out last week and he flipped out. Hey, by the way, he did this promo. He's got two sides to him. Hey, he got DQ'd because he got angry. It's like you should trust these performers to get this over without beating it into our heads like we're stupid. <laughs> um, how many matches has this been now where it's been like DQs and stuff like countouts and all of this? It's been three. I think the last three, two matches we've seen Damian Priest in at have least ended last, like this. At least the last two weeks, for sure. Uh, because Didn't it start the second he started doing that character change? Because that's how the uh, match Nak- ended, if I remember correctly. Nakamura a month ago. Um well, okay, so he beat T-Bar by DQ, and they did the no DQ, and he flipped out on him. By the way, where the hell's T-Bar? Uh, a couple weeks later, he beat Nakamura by DQ, or Nakamura beat him by DQ, and it kind of started, but... All right, so it's <sighs> it's now... I mean, like, I feel like doing it one time to emphasize the character change, okay, cool, maybe doing it a second time. All right, I get it. The guy's snapping, but now doing it like multiple times, it's kind of like, okay, well, why am I going to get invested in this match if, hey, we're just going to be seeing the exact same thing? But I will give him credit, though, because I didn't want Damian Priest to do this character. I was really digging, you know, the cool dude with the leather that hangs out with Bad Bunny and, you know, is super chill in the back and is, you know, speaking Spanish and sounding all cool and all of this. And uh, now he's definitely not doing any of that. So I didn't kind of want that. But he's been doing a pretty, you know, decent job with what they've given him. So I'm like, all right, now I just want to see this like skyrocket into something and let's go from there. Sean Blanford said, should Omen stop doing the stunner if he's going to turn heel? I hope it goes back to the pop-up powerbomb. Hope Veer comes soon. Otherwise, we may need to search local medical facilities after his nuts explode. Uh, Owens is already a heel. So, there you go. Uh, they just announced on Raw Talk that, that the Priest 
Ziggler match happens next week. If he gets DQ'd or counted out, uh, he loses the so title. So that's the third time now they're going to wrestle? Yes. Yes, it is. Plus, he wrestled uh, Rude once, and then he and Balor wrestled the Dirty Dogs as well. So this is the fifth match in that feud, and Priest has won one of them so far. So he'll need to win that. Uh, Havari Duncan says 16 minutes from the Ziggler entrance to the start of the match, then a 10-minute match that ended in DQ. Uh, damn. Yeah, that's kind of hard, man. There's been times where, like, today, actually, during this match, because when he came out, I was like, okay, this is the match we're going with next, and they did a bunch of stuff, and I was doing my little notes, and then we came back to it, I was like, oh, yeah, this didn't just never happen. We're still on this. Uh, by the way, guys, get in your Super Chats, Humper Chats. We are heading down the home stretch, and, of course, check out manscaped.com code fightful graham says where's the best place to strategically take a big fat shit during the day one pay-per-view asking for a friend buddy you got a phone so i mean you got the peacock app on that phone take it before you go to an event man you don't want to have to use the public restroom aj styles came out he talked about omos who was not there that's a bummer Hard to follow up on stuff when people can't be there. Omos was sent home before the show. And we get Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz who haven't won anything or done anything in a very long time, which is a bummer because this gimmick sucks so bad. This gimmick is so shitty. It belongs on NXT 2.0. And that was one of the things that I thought of like right now. Like when we came out, he just didn't fit in with AJ Styles. He didn't even fit in with Grayson Waller, who is on NXT 2.0. So Grayson Waller is there. And Grayson Waller is saying, well, you showed up on NXT, so I, so I thought I'd, I'd come to your, your place of business. And, buddy, they are down bad if they're dragging out grayson waller from nxt no no disrespect to grayson waller but god man like they to set up him beating up johnny gargano they had had him lose like six matches it was so weird and now they're like well he beat up johnny gargano so even though grayson waller was losing to everybody under the sun on nxt he beat up johnny gargano when johnny gargano was leaving the company so we're putting him on the same plane as AJ Styles. To me, that was such a leap. He was losing to, to Boa. He was losing to LA Knight, to Duke Hudson, to Solo Sokoa, to Ciampa. I mean, Ciampa, what's wrong with that? But I mean, like he was losing to everybody under the sun. I watched him lose on 205 Live every freaking week. Ike Manjiro, Leon Ruff, um, Joe Gacy, Alex Zane. Odyssey Jones, everybody was beating Grayson Waller's ass all year long. And now all of a sudden they're like, boom, he beats up Gargano. Here's AJ Styles. Now, here's my thing. So, you know, when I was you know, reviewing all of these L's that Grayson Waller was taking on NXT, I was upset because out of all of the talent, a lot of the talent that we've been seeing on NXT 2.0 that we're getting wins and we're getting little pushes, I was like, dude, these people suck, right? Yeah. And I actually thought that Grayson Waller, even though he was the one taking all of these L's, I thought he was the one right from a start where I was like, why aren't they pushing this guy? He is good. I liked him. I was instantaneously, instantaneously a fan of his uh, after I saw him wrestle Kushida. And granted, you're in the ring with Kushida, so you're going to look good. But... 
Um, ever since then, I just kept saying, why aren't they pushing this guy? Why aren't they pushing this guy? So when they started pushing Grayson Waller, I was like, hell yeah, I knew it. Like they should have done it, you know, from a, you know, from a, you know, right from the start. So for me, I've been rooting for Grayson Waller on NXT. I like what Grayson Waller is doing on NXT. So with all of that being said, this feels I get what, like, having AJ Styles on NXT is okay, good, because at the end of the day, you need to get people to check out the NXT 2.0 brand. A lot of people are not interested. Okay, having AJ Styles might get some some sort of interest on that. Cool. But the uh, but at the same time, it just feels like a massive step down for AJ Styles. A huge step up for Grayson Waller. Yeah, good like, for this him. is all for, like, all that's happening for him right now, the attack on Johnny Gargano, getting this program with AJ Styles, appearing on Monday Night Raw. The, the guy is winning. Like, these are all W's for him, okay? Um, good for him. Yeah, good for him on all of this. But uh, it is a massive step down for AJ Styles, especially considering the fact that he finally broke up with Amaz and we have been waiting for this because we've been wanting him to go in another direction. And this was the thing that I didn't like about this segment. So the reason why I didn't like this is because you have AJ Styles coming out and, you know, he's addressing Amaz and that situation. Then it turns into a Grayson Waller situation. Okay. And then it turns into an Apollo Crews commander. We're supposed to get a match with Commander Aziz and then yeah. that doesn't even happen. So then we end up having this match with Apollo Crews. It was like four different three four different storylines oh, well, all in one let's get to that and by the way grayson waller might turn into something good i've never seen him beat anybody on nxt ever i don't think he's got a single win on the show ever he hasn't nope. no they won war games but it wasn't him that won more games. He was, was and else. also because they was the when he did that whole Halloween Havoc thing with LA Knight, but LA Knight won that, but then he was stuck in traffic. And then not, not, not only that, LA Knight won that in like two and yeah. a half minutes. Yeah. And Boa beat him uh, like a couple weeks later in two and a half minutes. Not only did I watch Grayson Waller lose, I watched him lose to Duke Hudson and LA Knight and Boa in under three minutes. Back to back to back weeks almost. So yeah, they shouldn't yes, have had him is, lose all those it matches. Is quite a leap for me, and it's also quite a leap for me. As Easy Attack says, did Raw advertise Commander Aziz versus AJ Styles for the match, and even couldn't even commit to the commercial break? What was up with that? So Denise, FightfulSelect.com tonight. I reported the plans for the show, and it was not AJ and Omos as it was it was supposed to happen, and it shouldn't have happened tonight. It was AJ Apollo. So I see Commander Aziz come out there and challenge AJ, and I go, what the hell? Did they change that too? No, because during the break, Apollo said, no, 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 no. I face you. Well, what's the point? Like, are you setting up something for next week? If so, I get it. Sure, fine. But um, I don't know. I mean, to me, I'll take this over um, Aziz just beating up AJ and then them setting it up, but... Rob Reed says having AJ accept Aziz's challenge and switching the crews during the break was really weird. And they work great. They're good. But this was just weird, Denise. It was weird. Wait, so hold on. Hold a second. Because I missed the part where they actually switched and said, hey, or did they, they show they didn't, it? They didn't show it. You come back from the commercial after right, AJ and was, was like, yeah. And it's just them. It's Apollo and AJ just there. 
okay, no wonder, because I thought to myself, I was like, damn, was I not paying attention? Like, what happened here? Like, I thought I missed when they said, this is the reason why Commander Aziz is not in this match anymore, which I thought was really weird, because I was sitting there, you know, watching then, the show. And then AJ does the forearm to Aziz. So it's like, okay, well, I don't need to watch them wrestle next week either, because I just watched AJ beat old dude's ass. And here's the thing. I will say this. Okay. I, I know you probably don't feel the same way, but I wanted to see Commander Aziz versus AJ Styles sure. more than AJ Styles versus Apollo because oh. I at least knew, I at least knew that Commander Aziz, I, I, you know, he's not, you know, no five-star wrestler. We get it. But I was expecting to see AJ Styles bump like crazy. I knew that's what we were going to get out of this. That's what I was expecting. So I was like, all right, you know, a big guy, AJ Styles is going to be, it's going to be, you know, decent enough for the show. Cool. So I was kind of looking forward to that. So I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I, I like Apollo Cruz as a performer, as like an in-ring wrestler. And this was a good match in the ring, but they have nerfed him so much. I don't give a shit about that yeah. character. And Aziz got up, didn't sell that phenomenal forearm worth of shit, but I wanted to see AJ make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I like watching wrestlers do that. Uh, one of the things that was so, I mean, for the love of God, they ran a documentary about Tom McGee versus Bret Hart. There are special things about great wrestlers who are able to take green people and have passable matches with them. So I'm with you. I think that could have been fun, but I got no interest in seeing the match now with uh, no. maybe a little bit but there's no reason no because we were all excited that he was done aj styles was done doing this mid-card stuff with omaz and now we're just moving on to another big guy and possibly even is there going to actually be a match between aj styles and grayson waller yeah, eventually, I'm sure. Right, there's got to be. Okay, I wasn't too sure on that. I was like, I don't know if they're just doing this for that. You know, I wasn't expecting to see Grayson Waller on Raw tonight, so I really wasn't sure if we were going to continue to see this or if this was just going to be like a one little appearance thing. No idea. So uh, Cadillac says, I was legit washing my dishes during the AJ match, and I thought, how is this match still going on? Then I realized Apollo Crews is working. He's great, but um, my God. Like what, what they have him doing is some of the worst, lamest cartoon bullshit I have seen. And I watch a show that has Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss on it. So um yeah. It ain't it ain't great. It ain't great. Uh we have <laughs> Mott saying T Bar just beat some jobber named Sal on main event. Uh <laughs> he was named Sal because he looked like the guy from Impractical Jokers. My God. Well, then we got the Miz wedding segment. Miz is backstage and he's directing traffic. He's Bridezilla. Eric Bischoff is back there. And this immediately brings back fond memories of the three-minute warning, Billy and Chuck wedding. Check out my interview with Chuck Palumbo this Friday here on Fightful. Podcast platforms everywhere. And Miz trips as he's getting into the ring. And I loved how he played it off. Like, he's so nervous. It's such a big day for him that he plays it off. And I pop so hard for that. That was hilarious. Yeah. The dialogue on this is like, eh, whatever. It was was time. It was time killer stuff. That's what it was. It was killing time is what it was. Here's my pet peeve, Sean. 
We all know that wrestling weddings are a disaster, but I want to get a disaster that is so bad that I'm like, that I'm like happy that it's so bad because it gives us something to talk about. I'm sorry, but this was so bad because it was boring. They didn't give us anything that was at least like WTF. I can't believe they booked this. At least something like that, Sean. There was, I'm sorry, but I thought the entire wedding was completely boring. I didn't think that, you know, Edge, you know, coming out was, you know, uh, was anything OMG. With the, with the, you know, I, it wasn't even blood that came out. I don't even know what that was. Like oh, chocolate. boy. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. So they, they exchanged their vows. Who could possibly give a shit? Um, Eric Bischoff says, oh, you know what's happening here. And Edge comes out, and I agree with Mike here, and it's something I've been saying for a long time. He says, I can't stand Edge in every feud saying, I'm playing mind games. I'm in your head. Why would you tell someone you're doing that? I agree. Christian's done it too. A lot of people that have retired for years and are coming back do this thing where they go, I'm living rent-free in your head. You are defeating the purpose of playing mind games with somebody when gold dust would play mind games with people he wouldn't say i'm in your head because that would defeat the very purpose of doing it you don't do that uh let me tell you it just doesn't work like that and he says it every feud like his for some reason wwe has retconned his gimmick his gimmick was the ultimate opportunist not the cerebral assassin the cerebral assassin would get in your head. He would troll you into doing something stupid. He would be a smarmy jackass. Edge would just do something scummy or opportunistic and take what you have. Ooh. Yeah. And then there's no, there's no point. This is stupid. It's so stupid. The end of this show was so goddamn stupid. Wasn't and even it stupid good, though. That's the problem. No. Air Force sister says brood bath courtesy of edge ace and pitmaster norm says, you know what that means? Uh, it's Monday or it's Monday. You know what that means? Scoo or uh, and poopy are here to make sense of the nonsense. No testing and Ms. Val's very evil ass boys and dark order. Pretty good on dark elevator. Well, let me tell you what wasn't good. <laughs> let me tell you what wasn't good. Edge doing a blood brat bath, which is now a brood bath where it's like, it looks like septic overrun. Yeah. It, it, it's like br this dark brown red. If red liquid that very clearly isn't real blood is too scary for your audience, then just don't do it. Just don't Wait, do the whole thing. you think that was the reason? Why, why wouldn't they do red? What's the I purpose? don't know. They couldn't get the liquid in time? What's that? They did this last time, Denise. The last time he did one. Really? What, what, yes. what was that? When was the last one? I don't remember. Oh, God. Um, Summer, no, it wasn't at SummerSlam. No, that did the, they did the entrance. Let's see. I don't remember the last one. It was one. Uh, Rollins. When Rollins wore the white suit, it had a SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I kind of remember. And they had, they had, it was the, yeah, he was running around in that black liquid and all that shit. Oh. Yeah. And I people are, people are saying sponsors, get the hell out of here. I watch a show where a zombie bites into a person's neck and rips their jugular out with their teeth and blood squirts out. Come on. Get out of here. It's 11 p.m. Eastern. 11 p.m. Eastern. And you can't do fake liquid blood? 
get yeah, out of here. Yeah. I looked at it and I was like, what is that? Like melted poo, chocolate? What are we looking at? But it was just such a lame. It was so lame. Like that was the big, that was the big moment. That was what they promoted this for. Just for that. I'm too old for this. Like I, I don't even think 10-year-old me would have popped for this. And I popped for everything. This was boring. Somebody also brought up Shayna versus Becky happened. Like, yeah, when she bit her neck. Bit her neck. And she Shut- sold that at media interviews. Luis Polito, our, our moderator, is like, Chucky is on this channel. That <laughs> like, is true. Come on, Chucky is on the ch- Chucky is more edgier now than the product. Guys, be sure to check out FightfulSelect.com. I have a ton of contract news coming this week, not just from uh, one company, from a ton of companies. We've got news every single day. we got shows every single day. Uh, we, we've had some free previews lately. I did a free Q&A preview a couple weeks ago. Did a free Sour Graps preview. Uh, we're going to do a free preview of Maggie and Rob Coexist, but we've got some bonus shows as well. Uh, Rob Wilkins and Joel Pearl did a retro review of Starcade 1991. That is now up on Fightful Select. But Denise, tell the people what you got going on. All right. First and foremost, if you haven't already, please check out my interview with Shawn Michaels. Uh, that is a nice 30 minute conversation. Uh, I think if you are you know, curious as to what the hell is going on with NXT, why they made the changes that they made, uh, why they're going the direction that they're going. If you kind of want to get all of that information, I would suggest checking out that interview. It was also just kind of cool to get uh, you know, more behind the scenes information on all of that type of stuff. So check out that interview. It's on YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. It was literally my biggest interview and a great way to end the year. Uh, The biggest interview for the year and a great way to end the year, period. Um, So please check that out. Uh, Give it a like, you know, all of that good stuff because the more, uh, you know, interaction that all of that stuff gets, the more possibilities I have for getting, you know, bigger interviews. On top of that, uh, Speak Now Pro Wrestling Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on F4W and then uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I am now less than 2,000 followers away from hitting 50k i have five days left i don't think it's gonna happen but if you want to go follow you can guys thank you all so much we have a ton of content coming this week dan Housen, uh chuck palumbo interviews uh, those will be up early for fightful select tier two subscribers also as mentioned dan Housen will be on the cover of the next fightful magazine and that will be uh, available digitally for all Fightful Select subscribers. So check that out. Air Force Sister 74 says, in all seriousness, you guys are the best. Always enjoy coming here every Monday. Keep up the great job. Guys, thank you all so much. Uh, 2021 was a great year for Fightful, and I want to thank you all so much. What? Sean, I just realized this was our last show of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I just, just clicks. My bad. <laughs> The next time you see Denise and I together, we will be doing day one. But join us Tuesday as myself and Jay Shell Nicole make predictions. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.